From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSEN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Remember, the BetMGM app has been newly reconfigured, so you can check it out. Better for an in-game experience. If you're in town there in Vegas, bring your status sheet ID to any MGM property. You're ready to go within minutes. BetMGM.com. Check it out. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue, as we welcome you back here. Final Sunday of the regular season, week 18. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi, live from the Borgata. We'll have Thomas Gable from Behind the Book joining us in just a bit. He's been red hot with his college basketball plays. So we mentioned there's two teams, Michael Lombardi, Jacksonville got in yesterday. So two teams that control their fate, the Patriots at Buffalo today and Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers hosting the Lions. If they win, it's simple. They're in the postseason, which is fascinating because at one point the Packers were 4-8, and eight, as you and BDV know. I'll set you up on the number and let you run with this. Detroit at Green Bay and Green Bay is laying five. And that line moved from four and a half up to five. But let, let's start with some mythology that I don't think is true. So a lot of people feel like if Seattle wins, that eliminates Detroit, that this will be an easy game for the Green Bay Packers. False. I think if you understand Dan Campbell and you understand football and a locker room and momentum and building something bigger as a team than yourself, then you'll know that Detroit, regardless of the Seattle outcome, will play there as best that they possibly can play. There's, there's, so, there's some teams that will use the last game of the season to propel them moving forward. I think it's happened many, many times in my career. I, I can think back to 2000, 1999 in, in Kansas City. 
you know, we get down 17 to nothing. Kansas City has everything to play for. they got a playoff waiting for them. And we go down 17 to nothing and come back and win the game. And, and felt unbelievably satisfied. And the next year we hosted the conference championship game. So there's that that goes into this. So let's just, we know Detroit is going to play. It's just in their DNA. It's their coach. It's just kind of how they are. They want to finish strong. There's nobody thinking about, well, you will let Green Bay in. Now, the last time they played, Green Bay was very giving. They turned the ball over twice in the red zone. They turned it twice on downs. And everybody focuses on that. But I think what was missing in the breakdown of the last game was the fact Detroit didn't play very well either. Detroit scored 15 points. It's a 15-9 game. Detroit did not throw the ball effectively against them, and Detroit ran the ball. They turned it over one time. It was a sloppy game by both teams. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think weather's going to affect anyone. I think the field conditions, as they always are in Green Bay, I, I heard somebody complaining about them last week. The field conditions in Green Bay are always slippery. You've got to handle that. But Detroit typically understands that. They've played there enough to know it. I think it's a field goal game. Do I think Green Bay wins? Sure. I think they have an opportunity too. But I will say this. This Detroit offense, with all the skilled players they have and their ability to run the ball with Swift, they're a challenge. And Green Bay defense, I'm not sure Green Bay's defense is as good as people think they played. I mean, we know now that Tua had a concussion in the second half, or at least when they came back in that game. But in the first half, Miami could have done anything they wanted, including run the football up and down the field. So... I'm not that sold that Green Bay has turned this corner. Do I think they're better? Yeah, I think they're playing better than they did a few while ago, a few weeks ago. But I'm not sold on that. Okay, you bring up a great point about motivation. So let me clarify a little edification. So the, the Detroit and Green Bay were flexed to tonight, the late game, Michael. The reason that's important is because in the late window, earlier in the day, the Rams will be at Seattle. If Seattle beats the Rams, and they should, they're a five and a half point favorite. Detroit essentially will have nothing to play for. But like you say, they have everything to play for that's going into next season and a head coach that is jacked up on caffeine and kneecaps. So we, if, if Seattle wins, hypothetically, Detroit has nothing to play for because that, they can't make the postseason. So that's kind of what where the league was in a, in a bit of a pickle by designating this game to be moved to the late game. Yeah, but I, I think the league understands that these rivalries between these two historical franchises is bigger than who's going to the playoffs and who's not. And a team that has played as well as Detroit has played all year, uh, or since the bye week, let's say that. You know, I mean, they, after they went to New England and got destroyed, they came back. They had a bad game against the, the Cowboys, although that's a close game. It's a 10-6 game. They got the ball in the one-yard line. They turn it over. And then they play the Miami Dolphins. That's a close game all the way through. They lose it in the fourth quarter. And then they start their rally. They come back against Green Bay. They make a play against Chicago. Flips their season, really. They beat the Giants on the road. You know, they have Buffalo beat on Thanksgiving. They just can't close the deal. Uh, so they're building this momentum, and this momentum can carry you. And I think for a lot of these players, they want to finish strong. And regardless of what happens, like I'm not sure that Seattle's a given a given take. I know one guy in Survivor took Seattle. We know there's three people in Survivor. One took Jacksonville, so he's got guaranteed a profit. I think one took Seattle, and I'm not sure who the other one took. But I'm not really sure Seattle's an easy pick here because the last time they played with John Wolford at quarterback – it took Geno Smith on his last on the last drive of the game to win the game. So I think that'll be a fun game. And then it plays into, is this Sean McVay's last game as a coach of the Rams? 
That is a good question. Real quick on Detroit. Over their last nine, they're eight and one ATS. They've been a cash machine. Five and zero ATS is an underdog. They're an underdog today at Green Bay. By the way, primetime unders twelve and one over the past four weeks to the under. 33-19-1 this season to the under, so something to take note. We do expect Detroit to put up some points because the offense has been great. We transition to the Rams versus the Seahawks. Seahawks are laying five and a half. They have to win to have a chance to get into the postseason. Uh, let's start with what you just said there, McVay, and the constant questions about him going to TV. Well, I think they're real. I've heard they're real all year long, even though there's been denials from teams, uh, from the Rams, oh, no, I'm coming back. And then Schefter reports it yesterday, and I don't hear any denials, you know. And, look, it, it, nobody's as wired into the Ram organization as Schefter is. So, you know, and, and, the, and I listened to what Adam said yesterday at halftime, and, and he was very clear about that, that McVay is going to take some time. But this is, a, this is a undertaking. This is a team that is 5-11, and 11, and if they lose today, he's 5-12. and 12. It's his first losing season. And their talent base is really not very good. They've got stars, but they don't have a talent base. And what we've learned about the NFL is depth matters. And they were fortunate last year to avoid the minefields of injuries that would have affected their team, you know. But this year they didn't, and it kind of paid. It kind of cost them. So for me, I, I think he's going to take a step back, and he goes up and plays Seattle. I thought he would play better last week against the Chargers, especially against Brendan Staley. And they didn't even they didn't bring their A game. Now, what is when you read all these reports today? How interested are the Rams going to be to play if they think their coach isn't coming back? That that, that certainly benefits Seattle. Absolutely. You mentioned this number actually dipped a little bit, right? Because it's down to five and a half. And it was six all week. It was six. So the important key number of six down to five and a half. A little surprised there, just because. You know, the Rams really haven't played outside of the, the drive with Baker against the Rams. They really haven't played overly well. Well, yeah. I mean, other than the Denver game, which they dominated Denver. that, right? I mean, yeah. yeah I sorry, mean, they, my, you know, my Denver, apologies. I'm not sure Denver even was – I'm not sure – I mean, Denver might have been in the uniforms. I don't know if any players showed up. I mean, yeah, so right. that that was – that, and, and that Raider game was kind of a, you know, once a one-drive game. I don't right. know if they played well in that game either. But, look, uh, th this is – there's always this, you know, this where when the coach is coming back, Atlanta, Arthur Smith is coming back. They'll play hard. They'll play this at like a week four game, right? You know, I think Dennis Allen in New Orleans, he, whether he comes back or not, he's going to be part of the organization. They'll play hard. Do I think Carolina? I think Carolina will play hard because they like Steve Wilkes. So I think you have to kind of you have to you have to count that. You have to really take a look at that before you place it. Will they play hard? Will the Colts play hard today for Saturday in the park? I don't know. Will they play hard for Lovey? I think Lovey will have some some people trying to play hard for him to try to win this game. So I think you got to handicap that. This game now, because of the reports that have come out and everybody's asking questions about it, makes you wonder what's their motivation in the Rams. You know, is Jalen Ramsey going to be in the game? Is he going to really want to play it hard? I, I think that that that's a hard handicap. Okay, so we mentioned McVeigh, who his future is always up in question because TV will always be calling. He's become the Dick Vermeil of the NFL, hasn't he? Like every, his, but, uh, but uh, also, I got burnout. I mean, it's like he's got burnout. I mean, he's a young guy, and I know there's more to life than just this. But like this mess that they've created in Los Angeles, it, somebody's going to have to clean it up. I mean, you know, like we've been saying this for they've been living on a credit card for years out there. 
and they were fortunate that Tarrant dropped that pass or else they still would be out. I mean, they won a Super Bowl for it, and God bless them, they deserved it. But they've been, they've been on borrowed time for a long time, and they're paying their dues now. <laughs> and by the way, where do you think Schefter got the report? He looked down at his phone, and it said McVay, and McVay was letting him know, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. He wants to McVay, Sean McVay very much wants the story to be out there so the bidding war can start as far as television. You know that. Um, I, I okay. think that's true. I, I, think, I think to me, you know, without revealing anybody's sources, I, I think that Chris Mortensen and Adam are wired in there into that place, just like Peter Schrager's always on the phone. And so when you start to hear that, now I keep saying it, but, you know, because everybody in the league thinks it. The Rams coaches think he's not coming back. I only have a minute here, so just yes or no answer on these. Will Steve Wilkes be the Carolina head coach next year? I say yes. Good. I like to hear that. Will Jeff Saturday be the Colts coach next year? No. Will Lovey Smith be the Texans coach next year? No. Would you like to elaborate on Saturday or Lovey as we go to break here? 30 seconds. Well, I think to me, when you look at Lovey, I mean, you, you're sitting there saying, where are we going? The, the organization isn't aligned. You got a, a head coach who wants to play Tampa too, an old school defense. You got no offense. The staff is not very good. And you got a general manager who's from the New England school. Like, there's no alignment there. It's not going to get better in another year. It's not going to get better in another two years, no matter if they draft Bryce Young or not. Your boy, your boy Jeff Saturday, the experiment, I, I can't necessarily say it was an overwhelming success, no? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I mean, he thinks it is. Hey, did you know he played with Hall of Famers? Hall anyway, of Famers, when we come back, Minnesota can still win a two-seed. The Chargers will know their fate We'll get to it next. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is The Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi hanging out at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in. Week 18, final Sunday of the regular season. A lot of implications as far as the postseason and seeding. Minnesota can still win a two seed. I'll lay out how. Uh, but they're at Chicago today, and they get Nathan Peterman. This number, Michael Lombardi, Minnesota Lane, seven on the road at Chicago. You know, it was one when the week started, one and a half or two, and then it just ballooned up with the Peterman news. And, it, you know, look, the Chicago Bears haven't won a game since uh, the Monday night game against New England and Foxborough. So uh, they've been on this downward trend, and they were covering at one point, but they just couldn't really muster enough offense. And I think tonight or today, their inability to protect the quarterback, you know, I mean, look, let's face it, Fields has been their offense as a runner. And they can't really protect them because their offensive line is so bad. And defensively, they've gotten worse and worse as the, as the, game, as the year has gone on. So, again, I think this is a game, a first-half opportunity for you to play it. I think Minnesota will get the lead in the first half. I don't know when Minnesota calls off the dogs. They play early, so they're going to have to finalize and win. Because, again, this game is attached to the San Francisco-Arizona game, which is in San Francisco. And we know that if San Francisco wins that game, they have the number two seed. We also Correct. know that Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired probably Monday morning or, or after the game. And so what motivation is in their locker room? We know that Hopkins isn't going to play. We named David Blouse the quarterback. 
I, I mean, this is some, so. If you're Minnesota, you're sitting there thinking, okay, they got Blau at quarterback. They got you know no Hopkins. Their defense will play well. I know it's JJ Watt's last game, but can they actually? Can they actually put up a fight against this really good 49er team who was embarrassed last week defensively by what the Raiders were able to do to them? So at some point, Minnesota probably will get control of the Chicago game and call off the dogs. And at some point, San Francisco will get control of the Arizona game and have the number two seed. So similar to Dallas laying six and a half in the first half, that's exactly what Minnesota will be laying in the first half at Chicago. They're laying six and a half. So it almost mirrors that seven for the full game. Here's a question you're for you on attacks. the Bears. You're, you're paying a tax. You're paying a tax. Yep. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, the Bears, so a question for you. And you, you had a great article in the Lombardi look at as far as what we perceive to be a motivational tactic from an organization isn't always the case. So what we perceive as fans is, hey, you got to get a better draft pick. So right now the Bears are in line for that second overall pick. They can jump to the one overall pick. Uh, will they be thinking about that, or will they just? I mean, Nathan Peterson's your starter, so or Peterman's your starter. But will will Chicago be thinking about seeding, or will they be out there trying to win this football game? Well, I think they're try, they're going to try to play well. I don't think they think they can win the game with Nathan Peterman. I think they're trying to play well to show their coach who's coming back that they belong on the team next year. Let's face it, they're not going to draft a quarterback at the number two spot. So whomever goes one, whatever quarterback they feel is worthy, if, if he's the first overall pick in the draft, Chicago's going to be in prime position because they're going to get a defensive player, whether it's Carter from Georgia or whomever, right? But they're not going to take a quarterback, so there's going to be a lot of interest in that pick from any of those teams behind them that are going to come up. So Chicago's in perfect position, win, lose, or draw today. If they get the first pick overall in the draft, they're even in great position because they'll get even more bids to come up. But Chicago could stair-step themselves down in the draft, pick up a lot of draft picks. They're in a really good spot because they feel like they have their quarterback of the future. Do I feel that way? I do in a sense that they have to build around him in a six-back offense. Do I think he ultimately can lead him to a Super Bowl and win? I have my doubts. But I think they have to go all the way in here. I don't think they can, I don't think they can back out of it. They've committed to it. I think they've got to go for it. And going for it means surrounding him with a better offensive line, surrounding, getting their defensive line better, and accumulating picks while his contract is relatively cheap. Nathan Peterman, no surprise, 0-3 ATS is a dog. He fails to cover the spread by an average of 27 points. He's not a professional quarterback. He will be playing quarterback for a professional team, Chicago Bears, today. Now, imagine if you woke up this morning and you looked, and you're just a casual better, and you looked at the Chargers-Denver Broncos spread, Michael. Think about yeah. this. And you're just like, wait, and automatically you fire on the Chargers because the Chargers are catching three, catching three and a half at Circa, at Denver. Well, there's good reason. Earlier in the day, you expect Cincinnati to beat Baltimore. That's what we expect. And if that happens, the Chargers have absolutely nothing to play for as they'll be locked into the five seed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to get a Chase Daniel game here today. I think this is what this line tells us, right? I'm surprised it stayed at three. And if I'm, if I'm Brendan Staley, I, I want to I make sure Joey Bosa's healthy for against the game against Jacksonville. I want to make sure Khalil Mack's healthy. I want Derwin James to be 100%. You know, I don't. Why would I commit any resources to this game? Why would I do that? And if I'm healthy, offensively in the offensive line, defensively, you know, would I risk Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in this game? No way. Would I risk Austin Eckler? No chance. 
I need those guys to win next week in Jacksonville. So I, I think this is going to be a full retreat. I think this is a Chase Daniel game all the way. This is the way I've seen it. You know, on, on the picks, I, I think this line is – I know Denver's not very good. I know that they don't have a coach. I know it's their last home game, and they could play down to the level. I get all that, take that chance. But to me, what is the Chargers say, well, we want to continue going strong? Look, the Chargers have always used analytics – in pretty much everything they do. And so analytics would tell you don't play anybody here. All the analytical people would say we gain no advantage from winning this game, so retreat. However, if the Ravens were to pull off a huge upset today in Cincy, you'll see that number go crazy, parabolic, right? Because then all of a sudden, see, the five seed goes to Jacksonville as opposed to playing Cincinnati. It's very important to get the five seed. I think you would agree with that. So the Chargers would then, it'd be interesting how the motivation would switch if the Ravens well, well, were to pull off an upset in Cincinnati. But let's do it the other way. Say the Ravens lose and locks them, and now the game is meaningless for the Chargers. You don't think this line's going to five? Well, it's definitely going. It, look at what Circa's already hedged. Circa's three and a half, um, and most books are three. So it'll definitely, every book's going to go through that three. You're, you're probably right, closer to four and a half, five. So I think you're on to something there. The, the number's going to move regardless after we find out what happens with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Exactly. Wanted to ask you about Houston and Indianapolis. I know one of the survivors has Indy. Remember, there's, that's I right. think there's that's three right. survivors left. That's, that's crazy. One's Jacksonville, one's Indy, and then I think the other one was Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, that's it. Correct. Yeah, they, they obviously didn't merge together to split it all. They could have all taken... I think they could have all taken Jacksonville. I think they all had had them. And yeah, obviously there wasn't, a, wasn't, there wasn't a, a conference call to guarantee. But, you know, I mean, look, take your chances. I mean, you know, I would not be risking $6 million on Saturday in the park. I could tell you that. I would not be risking $6 million on Sam Ellinger. I would not be risking $6 million on a team that has not played well. Elliot gave us an incredible stat during the break about Saturday as the interim coach. There's always a bump from the interim coach. This is the worst interim coach performance by anybody over an extended period of time. I, I would be really scary to play this number. Since 2010, there have been nine interim head coaches that have coached eight or more games in a single season. Jeff Saturday coaching in his eighth today against the Texans is the only one of the nine to not lead the team to a better record in the interim than they had with the coach they replaced. So Jeff Saturday, historically bad as an interim head coach. Who would have saw that coming? Yeah, really. I mean, I never Everyone? would have seen that coming. I mean, but he doesn't, you know. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame. He's been around Hall of Famers. He's been around general managers. He's been around coaches. So that that's all you need. You just be around them. You know, I mean, if I would have been around, you know, Bobby Fisher, I would have been a great chess player. I believe it's called osmosis. All of a sudden, <laughs> you hang around with Bobby Fisher, you become – a great chess player through osmosis. Okay, so that again, you also wrote in the look ahead, the Texans most would think, hey, tank, and you'll get the number one overall pick. Because of Lovey, you don't see that happening. I, I don't. I, I don't see that. I think Lovey's going to want to play this to win. I think he wants to build on the momentum. You know, we almost we went to, we took the Chiefs to overtime, right? We, we, we had we had the Dallas. We're, we're one play away from beating Dallas, and we and we beat. You know, we beat Jacksonville. I mean, we beat Tennessee. So, like, we're going places. Like, I've got this thing kind of going right in the right direction. And, you know, Davis Mills isn't the guy. But if you get me a quarterback, 
I'm going to get this thing going around. I played a lot of close games this year, you know, and I just didn't have enough offensive weaponry. A lot of guys injured. He could make the case, right? He could make the case. And look, they, they fired David Coley after one year. Are, you, are they in the one-and-done business here? But I think the bigger issue here is alignment down in Houston. Are they aligned? I don't see it. I don't think they will be aligned. Well, I think you just nailed it. I think even though it shouldn't dictate what you're going to do at head coach, I think the idea of looking like a laughing stock and, and firing two coaches successively, you know, with, with Coley and now Lovey after one year, I think that would, that would be quite embarrassing for the organization, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, but look, I mean, like Al Davis would often say, I'd rather be, cons I'd rather be correct than consistent. Like, well, if you don't think Lovey can get you there, then why are you going down that road? If you're lost, why continue down that road? But that's what made Al Davis Al Davis. Al Davis wasn't concerned what other people thought. <laughs> and he was right. he was unique in that regard, which is what made him your boy, Al Davis. And we should get an impersonation out of Michael before the show's over. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Mr. College Hoops. He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata, Thomas Gable, here on the Lombardi Line. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, when you become a VSIN pro, you get the VSIN uh, betting tools. Now, the betting tools are important, but the most important one and the most popular one by far are the betting splits. Remember, you get money and bets for every game, updated every 10 minutes directly from DraftKings, today's games, and future events. So, part of the tools are the betting splits. What I will tell you, is right now we're running a special $9.99 you get 30 days when you become a VEASAN Pro. VEASAN Pros are making money but here's an important thing. VEASAN Pros get Thomas Gable's college basketball plays and he has won 5 of 6 3-1 yesterday, 2-0 and the day before and as I look at my phone he sent me over 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 college basketball plays today for $9.99 if you go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe you'll get those plays as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi sitting next to Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. I, I won't embarrass you, Thomas. Would you like to say anything? I know you're probably just going to sit there and say nothing. No, we'll move on to football. On, move on. To, you know, it's like Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati, right? On to Cincinnati. On to football. I texted him congratulations this morning. And he basically wrote back, don't get ahead of yourself. So that's, that's, that's Thomas Gable for you. It's a weird day as far as the NFL. Thomas, kind of give us a, a summation of where everything stands there at the Borgata heading into week 18 and the final Sunday. All right. Well, let's, I mean, there's a few different angles that you can approach this week with, right? Um, because of the different scenarios that are going with, with certain teams um, on Maybe we can even play a little game with uh, the three of us here but uh, in a second. But when you look at the teams that are quote-unquote must-win uh, in must-win situations, right, to get into the playoffs, uh, don't look at that and say, okay, hey, this is, we're going to take them. Because they're obviously a very popular money line. They're mm -hmm. money line uh, parlays, including all them. Uh, teasers and, and people are going crazy with that kind of stuff. Please be careful when you're doing that. If you're uh, laying points with them as favorites, be, be cognizant. You know, a lot of these lines are a little bit inflated because of those quote-unquote must-win scenarios for the playoffs. Um, and if you think that, okay, well, hey, the Eagles, 
I'll give you the Eagles or a Cowboys scenario, right, where you say, all right, these teams, they're going to come out, they're going to come out and look to jump into a lead, get control of the game, and then back off. And that becomes kind of an exhibition game in the second half. Even if you're looking at an angle to play a first-half number, those first-half numbers really aren't that great yeah. for, for you to play. So if you look at the Eagles, for instance, Eagles are 16.5-point favorites. First-half numbers 10.5 for the Eagles. If you're looking at the Cowboys, Cowboys are seven-point favorites. First-half number for the Cowboys uh, right now six is and six and a half. Six and a half. So yeah. there's really no advantage to – if you think that there is an advantage, there really isn't. Yeah. Uh, so just be careful the with that. The book's on to you. You guys yeah. are way too yeah. smart. They're, they're on to you, you know, and you get it. And, and, it's, and I think sometimes this weekend is about playing against the team that might not have any motivation. Like, let's say the Chargers – which if they find out that they are locked at the fifth seed, do they do they risk playing Mike Williams? Do they risk right. playing Keenan Allen? Do they risk whereas Denver? I mean, what what do they care? They got to play. They got to play whoever they can play. They got to try to to at least salvage something out of their season. I mean, and, and at least send that draft pick to Seattle a little lower than yep. they hope they would. Well, let's play a little. Let's play a little game here with the two of you. Out of these teams that are going to be included in all these money line parlays. Which one goes down? Which one loses these parlays? Because somebody's going to lose today. Uh, I think Green Bay could lose. Okay. I think Green Bay could lose. Patrick? I think Green Bay, I, I agree with you on Detroit's motivation. You sounded earlier, I don't agree with you, you sounded earlier like you thought the Rams had a chance at Seattle. Is that fair? I did, and then I kind of, when I started walk with, with the, when light of the McVeigh news, it could go either way, right? This could be win one for me, I'm leaving you guys, or hey, you're bailing on us, you can, you know, I'm not playing hard today. I, I think it can go either way here, you know, and, and the line tells me that the people think the Rams are going to play. It was six, it's down to five and a half, mm -hmm. so maybe the Rams have motivation. I would have liked the Rams earlier in the week, figuring that day, but this report that comes out, it's tough to gauge where they are, you know, and they played so badly last week in the second half, disinterested, you know, they were disinterested against the Chargers. They got dominated in that game. So, look, I, I don't love Seattle's team, but I do think there is motivation, and I think Seattle had a hard time beating them the first time. They had a really hard time beating them the first time when, every, when the Rams were playing John Wolford. So at least they're a little better today. I don't Wrapping think the up. league did Seattle any favors with their scheduling spot today. No. Because, uh, obviously, they they have to, you know, they know they have to win. Um, and, really, the, the, the Packers and the Lions, are the, the two teams that are really tied to them, um, they, they can sit back and wait to see what, what happens there. Now, that's not to say that Patrick's Lions are going to quit, even if they're, yeah. they're eliminated at that point. Yep. I do think a money line buster as far as a favorite. So a lot of betters like to wrap up big time favorites and money line parlays, which is always dangerous. I think Washington could end up winning that football game in the second half. To be fair, so yeah, I, I, I don't think that's. I, 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 I agree there too. I agree I, with I, that, Sam Patrick. Howell, I think you know. Is the money I, I line adjusted on that too? Did you adjust the money line on some of these games too? We know the first half options are not good. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, the, the money line is always going to be tied to it. And uh, so, so right now, I mean, if you're looking at a Commanders money line, you know, you can you can get plus two sixty there on the uh, Commanders money line if you're looking. I don't for think that's game. out of the question. Again, that's no. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, Patrick. The other thing, I, the other game I would say to add into this would be I I think the Jets could ruin the Dolphins. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I think this uh, ridiculous Good adjustment one. against Joe Flacco, I think that's – and it's almost disrespectful to the Jet defense, which – you know, I've said it's not the greatest. I, I say they're not elite like San Francisco, but they're a good defense. And Do you have th any faith in Skylar Thompson? I, I mean, I think a rookie going in there, you know, I know they got Tyreek Hill. I know they got Waddle. I know they got good player, but, I mean, they got to block this front. I mean, Miami's – every backup quarterback that goes to the game for Miami gets hurt. Yeah. Hold on, hold on boys. Hold on, because I have to report on this. So when we started this segment five minutes ago, Circa and everybody else had Denver Lane three and a half hosting the Chargers. The Chargers in a really weird spot where they may not have to play at all, right? Everybody's gone to four, four and a half. Circa just went to four and a half. So that's jumped up a whole entire point, Thomas Gable. That is fascinating because that could flip to the Chargers if the Ravens beat the Bengals, or it can keep on climbing, like Michael said, if, of course, the Bengals beat the Ravens. And, and to add more fuel to this, Anthony Brown has been announced the starter in Baltimore. That line is now 10.5, and, and some and shops are at 11. And that's why it jumped. Okay, good good one, Michael. So officially Anthony Brown in for Baltimore, and the number is jumping in Denver with Denver favored by 4.5 at Circa. Thomas Gable. Yeah, so uh, again, I, I think that you guys have probably covered this game in depth with with, uh, with this. And the Chargers, actually, we, we opened the Chargers three-point favorites. But obviously, there's so many different uh, moving parts with this week. Um, so again, if you if you could get if you could bet early this week, I mean, it really uh, it really behooved you. The uh, Chargers Broncos game is one of them. Certainly, the the Ravens Bengals game is another one. Friday morning, we talked about that. Where if you could uh, you know, unload on Bengals at, at, when you could still get them at a touchdown favorite. You know, now that obviously that's gone, that Anthony Brown's officially in. Um, so, again, it, it's just an, another one of these weeks where it's like, hey, if you could get the the early numbers and and you kind of had a hint of what was what was happening with some of these teams, uh, you, you have a nice uh, nice advantage. You know, the the game, and I, and I understand why, but the Falcon Buck game, which we haven't talked about, is meaningless to the Bucks, right? Right. And, and, and it's going to be a Blaine Gabbert game. Donovan Smith's not going to play, and the Bucks have to rest all their defensive players that are kind of borderline injured. Vita Vey, Carlton Davis, you know, Whitfield, all those guys, Winfield, all those guys. But, you know, the reason I don't think this line's moving so much is because Atlanta barely beat the Arizona Cardinals with David Blau last week. Yeah. So, like, that, this is a little bit of a four. That line's at four now. I mean, that, that's a little bit. Atlanta's not blowing anybody out, let's be clear. Their defense is so bad that everybody looks good against them. Uh, Mike Palm, of course, VEASAN hosts Bon Vivant there at Circa writing in. He said, please ask Thomas Gable if the Seahawks-Packers is a correlated parlay at Borgata and not playable. Seahawks-Packers, is that a correlated playable at parlay at Borgata, and is that playable? You can play it. You can, you can play, play it. it. Okay, there's yep. the answer. You can play it regardless of the implications. So thank you, Mike Palm. Um, okay, uh, last one. We got about a minute here. Again, $9.99 right now, 30 days. You get Thomas Gables. He's got five plays today. So you're feeling frisky is really what it comes down to. Once Now you're on a winning streak, and now you're giving me more plays than I can, that I can handle right now, TG. No, that's not the case. I mean, I look at, listen, okay. yesterday, what was it? Uh, how many games were yesterday? Four. Four. And there's a huge board there was, yesterday. What, 172 games there was a, yesterday. Okay, board I, yesterday. I four there's plays. no, so there's it, no it need to. There's no need I, to take that. There's no need to take yeah. that tone with me. I'm just. I, I was just <laughs> saying. You're feeling. You're feeling good. About, uh, okay. Who's your biggest liability? We got 30 seconds here. Who? Who? Who do? Who does the book need big time today? Well, I'll say this. You know the. Uh, 
everybody was jumping on the Eagles early this week, and now obviously that's up to 16 and a half. Obviously a backdoor cover may be open there for the Giants because you figure Philadelphia is going to be pulling everybody in the second half once they get out to a lead. Yeah. Philly and Hurts, the Giants and Davis Webb. Remember, nothing changes with the Giants, win or lose today. They're locked into the five. TG, yes. thank you very much. We come back Thanks, on the TG. board and Michael's official plays. Week 18 next. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and they unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app. Remember, it's been reconfigured. It's got a fresh redesign. So make sure you check it out. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert those BetMGM points into airfare hotel stay so it's a great deal it's the best loyalty program in the game 21 years or older 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a issue as we welcome you back michael lombardi at the borgata i'm patrick maher of course coming up next countdown to kickoff with brent musburger live from circa sports here on vsin the sports betting network going to be important to pay attention to brent michael because as you can see the board is lighting up the board is lighting, lighting up, up because man. there's just so many ramifications and playoff yeah. scenarios and seeding and who's playing and who's motivated yeah. who's not it's a pretty wild week wouldn't you say well i mean it's like everybody you know because everybody doesn't want to get accused of of uh of folding their tent everybody doesn't want to get accused of you know not competing and the nfl well you can't say that you know and so we now know that davis webb is starting in new york so that line went up to 16 and a half and as thomas said earlier you got to be careful because 16 and a half the first half number doesn't do you any good and you know the money line on philly's not going to make you any money and the fact that philly might retreat too. I mean, this is a weekend of a lot of armies retreating and a lot of armies starting out fast and then retreating. So I, I think you, you could stay with games again. I think there's a few games on this board that I think you got you kind of get a good sense of it like it's week three of the season, not like it's week, week 18 of the season. Douglas MacArthur is going to ride shotgun as we navigate this place. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's yeah, do I it. Mean, look, look, you can't blame the coaches, right? If, if, if I'm Brendan Staley, like, I know I am a really good football team when Mike Williams is out there. And you can't play man-to-man against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Eckler. But if I don't have those guys, I'm not quite the same team. I'm not the same team if I don't have Joey Bosa out there either. So why would I risk that? Why would I risk playing these guys in a meaningless game that I can't improve my seating for? There's no momentum that comes out of it, right? There's no. I don't gain an advantage. I'm the fifth seed. I'm locked in, especially if Baltimore loses. And Baltimore playing Anthony Brown today? Now, could they win? I don't think it's probable. But let's just be clear on the Baltimore number, which is up to 11 now, right? Baltimore typically... They run the ball anyway. If they get 120 yards in the passing game, it's a lot. So, like, I know it's Anthony Brown, and I know it's hard to complete, but this Baltimore pass offense is so bad that they don't need that many They, they don't get that many yards anyway. Okay, let's run the board. We have to go quick if we're going to get them all in. We've got three official plays at the end. Rams, Seattle. Seattle's lane five and a half. You know, my instincts say Rams here, but but I, I worry about the McVay news, but I'll take the Rams on my instincts. I think five and a half is a little bit is is a little too much here. I think the Rams can run the ball. The Jets ran the ball last week. 
I think it's it's a little too – the Rams were embarrassed last week. Maybe they'll play better today. I worry about the McVay news. This would be a no play for me. I lean to the Rams. The Giants are at the Eagles. The Eagles are laying 16-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Eagles. I think the Giants – I mean, I don't even think the Giants have paid much attention. I think okay. they're working on Minnesota. I think this could be a 31-7 game, a 31-3 game. Fair enough. The Jets are at Miami. Miami has to win it, and they're laying three-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Jets here. I'm going to go with. I'm going to. Go, I'm going to see if we get those receipts for Robert Salai. I think that you know this is a game. I have no idea why this is a three and a half point game. Skylar Thompson. I mean, come on. This is a Jet defense. Quentin Williams is playing. You know, Sauce Gardner's playing. Like, are, are, are you kidding me? This. I think this will be a really good game to watch. The Lions are at the Packers, and the Packers are laying five. I'm going to take the Lions. I, I think. I think the Lions will play well. I think the Lions want to get this game into 2023. I think this is the moment where you could really propel your season. Cleveland's at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's laying two and a half. I'm going to take Cleveland in the two and a half only because I think it'll be a close game, and when does Pittsburgh blow anybody out? And I think Cleveland needs this game a lot. I think Cleveland sending Clowney home unified the team. Watson's got to play much better, but let's be honest here. Kenny Pickett has two or three drives, and that's about it. Cleveland, this is a big game for Cleveland. I think it's a big game for Cleveland's future. I'll take Cleveland in the two and a half. Houston's at Indianapolis. It's two and a half or three, so I'll let you take a pick. I'll take the two and a half. I'll take the three for Houston. I think Houston will play hard. I think they will. I don't know if Saturday in the parks will play hard. I don't trust Sam Ellinger. And that offensive line for Indianapolis is not playing very well. And one thing Houston can do is rush the passer. San Francisco's hosting Arizona. And San Francisco's lane 14. I'm going to take San Francisco, but I worry about the backdoor cover. I don't think the first half number will benefit you here. I think coach getting fired on the road. J.J. Watt's last game, emotional, all those things. It's David Blau versus San Francisco. Too many weapons. He'll take his players out in the third quarter, but I think he'll get the lead. I think this is a 28-7 game. 469, Chargers, Denver's an official play. I'll skip it. 471, rotation. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta's laying four and a half. Well, I liked it. I like Atlanta when it was three and a half. I like Atlanta at four, four and a half. I, I don't think Tampa's – I think it's a Blaine Gabbert game. Now, I know Atlanta's not very good, but I think Desmond Ryder, I think it, that Todd Todd Bowles will keep it really simple. I don't think he'll do a lot. I think he'll take his defensive players out, which will help Atlanta. I think Atlanta under, under Arthur Smith will play well. I like Atlanta here. Dallas is at Washington, and Dallas is laying seven and a half. I'm going to take Washington in the seven and a half. I, I think Dallas is going to go in a – I mean, why would Dallas – once Dallas gets a sense that Philly's going to win the game, which I think they already do, why would they play their guys? The next two games are official, so I'll skip the 479 rotation. Baltimore's at Cincinnati. Excuse me. Baltimore's at Cincinnati. Anthony Brown is in at quarterback for Baltimore. Cincinnati's up to 11. I might t I'm going to take Baltimore at 11 because I think Baltimore will try to keep the game close. I think Baltimore can run the ball. Uh, but I think this will be a 24, you know, maybe 24-13 kind of game. I'll take the 11. You know, I don't think Baltimore will score that many points. Uh, I think Cincy will back off too, though. I think Cincy knows they got to play Baltimore again. Minnesota at Chicago. Actually, it's dipped down from seven to six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Chicago, I, I'm gonna take Minnesota here. I just can't see Nathan Peterman doing much behind that offensive line. I think they can't wait to get this season over with. I don't trust it. My number on this game was six four two. 
So I should take the Bears. This is, again, a no play because I can't judge this game. I think Chicago's really bad with Peterman. I don't see how they are able to go to stay within it. So I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Minnesota. It's only a okay. lean. Okay, so now your official plays. And remember, because of the craziness, some of these numbers have shifted. We'll go Chargers-Denver. You laid three with Denver. It's now up to four, four and a half. Yeah, I, I love this game all week long. I know you can't get the three. I'm sorry about that. But that was, to me, a play. I, I think Denver's going to – this is – I think the Chargers are in full retreat mode. I don't think four. I think the Chargers just want to get this game over. I think you'll see a lot of inactives on this Charger list that you'll say, wow. And I don't think Herbert's going to play. I think this is a Chase Daniels game all the way. Okay, New England's at Buffalo. You laid seven. It's up to seven and a half or eight. Would yeah. you still lay it with I, Buffalo? I would. I had this as a nine-five-seven game without the emotion. I think Great. Buffalo will dominate this game. I think Buffalo. I think New England has a hard time playing Buffalo. Carolina, New Orleans, a game we haven't discussed much today. You laid three and a half with the Saints, and guess what? It's still three and a half. Yeah, I, I just think this is going to be a hard game for Carolina, only because I think Carolina will play hard. They'll play well. But the problem is Carolina has no secondary. Carolina's corners, as we saw last week, you know, they couldn't cover anybody. And I think the Saints' speed and the way the Saints are playing right now, it's going to be a very challenging game. Obviously, I'm rooting for Carolina in the game, but I just think this is going to be a hard game for, for Carolina because on the road, down there, no corners against a team that can throw the ball halfway effectively. If Carolina wins today, it'll be because Andy Dalton turned the ball over. Tremendous work, tremendous pace. We got through it. Still have a little over a minute and a half. And just quickly want to read this. Game day. Nothing I want more to be running out of that tunnel with my brothers. God using me in a different way today. Tell someone you love them today. That was tweeted 36 minutes ago from Damar Hamlin. That's yeah. incredible. I mean... Yeah, it is. And thank DeMar Hanlon for what he's done for all of us to kind of unify and bring us together. And I think it's something that we all need, especially in the climate that we live in today. So, you know, football has a way of, of unifying everybody. And, and, and it is a team sport. And it's teamwork that goes into this, just like we all have to, as we run this country, be part of a team. And, and I think that sometimes we lose sight of that. And so, you know, we're thankful that he is healthy. He's moving along. He's in on the road to recovery. And and we continue to pray for them, but it, we've come a long way since Monday night where all of us were just gasping for air looking at our televisions. If you'd like to give him a follow, it's Hamlin Island, a tremendous handle for DeMar Hamlin, a cornerback. Okay, you got you got 30 seconds. Anything? What are you looking for today? Final thoughts? I, I'm going to, I think there's certain games that are going to be really fun to watch. I think Carolina, New Orleans will be fun. I think the Jets, Buff, uh, Jets Miami are going to be fun. I can't wait for the night game. You know, I'm excited to see Detroit in a moment where they could shine. You know, this is their playoff game. Detroit Lions in prime time. It's got a good ring to it. Michael, enjoy the games today. Have, have a great, have a great a day, day, okay? Patrick. That day went by fast, didn't it? That was a quick two hours, wasn't it? Countdown you to bet. kickoff is coming up next with the legend Brent Musburger right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.